Dear world, here in the States, we just celebrated the 4th of July last weekend. I have a love-hate relationship with the 4th of July. I very much hate fireworks, but I've also lived in a country where they're shot off all, all the time for no apparent reason. One day I was walking down the street, it was probably like six o'clock, still very much light outside, and I heard a bunch of bangs and almost hit the ground. But then I looked to my left and there was a restaurant just setting off fireworks and I learned that that restaurant will do that for you if you pay a little extra after your meal. So what a way to celebrate. Obviously that's not what the 4th is really about, but it's a big aspect of it. I enjoy the 4th of July in the fact that it honors what America could be. It's not always perfect and all of that. We're in this time where the imperfections of America's freedom are people's main concern, which I understand. But I also think we need to do a better job of looking outside of ourselves and what we are viewing as freedom and what true freedom actually is and the freedom we have in Christ, not just through our country. So I am very excited to dig into this topic today um, and definitely want to hear back from you guys. I asked on Instagram, what were some things that people thought of when they heard the word freedom? Jesus and America were the two biggest options, which made me very proud because they were in that order for most people, Jesus and then America. And so let's explore that a little bit. What does freedom in Christ look like versus freedom in governments? I'm guessing that most of us here are Christ followers. And as followers of Christ, we are called to live in freedom. Part of what Jesus was doing when he died on the cross was freeing us from the shame and guilt and ugliness of this world and its fallen nature. That freedom that Jesus bought for us was not an instant out of this world. It was not free of pain and free of suffering and free of the brokenness of this world. We still very much have to go through that and we do each and every day. But the freedom that Jesus was giving us was the freedom to know that something better was coming, that we could get through this life simply knowing that in the end, Jesus is coming back and freedom will be bought once and for all. It was bought once and for all on the cross and freedom will be laid once and for all when Jesus returns and this world is restored to what it was truly meant to be. I would love for us to imagine for a minute what Eden was like, what freedom looked like in the Garden of Eden. Obviously, there's the whole not wearing clothes thing, which isn't really the freedom I'm looking for, but that's okay. Freedom to just be, to be in nature, to be with each other, to be and feel and be in communion with God in a way that we truly maybe don't even know how to do because of how distracted we are. But that freedom is, it's just incredible. It is just what we should all be praying for all the time. The freedom to lay down everything in our lives to be with God. And I think that so often all of the busyness and craziness of our lives is really what steals that freedom. It is not it is not even the things that we would label as sin and 
like parts of the broken world. It is the things that we place in our lives because they're good and healthy, but we allow them to get into a place where they're not. And so our freedom is broken by our own choices and by things that aren't even particularly bad. We just allow them to take the spot in our lives that they were never meant to fill. John 8, 31 through 36 says, To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been the slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. What a gift. We are all slaves to something. We are slaves to sin. That looks different in everyone's lives, but we are all held by something, by lots of things probably. We are slaves to the broken world, but Jesus has set us free of that and he wants to take your sin he has. He has taken your sin and he has taken it to the grave with him. And he wants you to be free. I love that in this Bible example, he is calling these people, the Abraham's descendants is what they call themselves. And God, or Jesus is saying, no, you are not just Abraham's descendants. You are a child of God. You are not just your lineage. You are who I am calling you to be. When we lay down our sin at the foot of the cross, we are inviting freedom into our lives. Unfortunately, because of the grip that the devil has on this world, we are not free of it and the fact that it will just leave our minds and we will never think of it again. It is going to be a constant temptation, but the freedom is that Jesus has overcome it all and will help us overcome and eventually, one blessed day, Jesus will come back and everything will be restored. We are not in bondage forever. Forever is freedom. Now is is the fight. The fight against the sin. The fight against the bondage. The fight for our freedom. And that fight has been won. Even though we are drudging through these days, the actual fight has been won. And we just have to get to our finish lines. As I said before, people right now are wanting to focus on all of the flaws of America's freedom. There are a lot of imperfections. I'm not going to pretend like there's not. There are a lot of things that America could do better, which is true of every country in the world. I also think America has done a lot right. I think the fact that we can go to church on Sunday morning and praise and worship Jesus is freedom that most other people in this world do not have. I have traveled to and been in countries where that is unheard of. And any worship that is done is regulated and watched. And the ability to just be with the people of God and be in community is is very difficult. And we, as Americans, we are just constantly taking that for granted. Um, I live in what I call the buckle of the Bible belt. Going to church is not viewed as a gift. It is not viewed as this beautifully sacred thing. It is 
just something that you do on Sunday morning. It's the thing you do before brunch. It's just a checkbox. And that is so defeating the purpose. When I have talked to people in these other countries about how they view their community, it is so deeply important to them because they're all risking something huge to be together. And their time of prayer and worship is so intense and heartfelt. And I just wish that for a moment, we as Americans could experience something like that. People were so upset during COVID of what is this going to do to the church? And honestly, I think it was great for the church. I think it's what the church needed. People would say, oh, it was a lack of freedom that we, we couldn't gather together. And yeah, maybe it was. But guess what? That's what we needed. We need to be woken up from this this lack of thankfulness for our freedom, honestly. The lack of thankfulness for the freedom we have in Christ. And also, in America, the the freedom we have to gather together and to be together and all of these things. As Christians who live in America, we are so deeply blessed. But we're also so blissfully ignorant so often. I... This is a bit of an extreme example, but I will never forget the day in high school small group where we were talking about Paul and persecution. And someone said, well, persecution doesn't happen anymore. I was baffled. (laughs) I have always watched the news. I have always um, been tried to stay up to date with what's happening in the world. Part of that is my parents and just how I was raised, but I just find it interesting. And so when she said that, I I just couldn't believe it. How could we, as the emerging generation, we were probably sophomores or juniors, so let's say 15, 16, 17, whatever, not know that there are Christians being persecuted around the world. In, in so many countries, in so many ways, Christians are not able to do the things that we are taking for granted. We are sitting here in this very large church in this very nice library and we are unaware of what's happening to people on the other side of the world when we pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ what are we praying for if we don't know what's happening I am not saying that we need to be constantly in the news reading about the terrible things happening around the world but if we are not cognizant of some of what is happening, then we are fooling ourselves and we are not truly caring for the body of Christ as we are called to do. The body of Christ is not just your congregation or the American church. It is the body of Christ as a whole. It is everyone who has called on the name of Jesus and believes in him. I went to this beautiful service a couple weeks ago at the Messianic Temple in Nashville where uh, Joshua Aaron and Aaron Schust did a worship service, uh, and the theme was Jews and Gentiles together. Uh, it was very different than anything I'd experienced before, but I think it was something that the world needs to see. The Christian church is so divided. We all take our freedom for granted in the fact that we fight over these little non-essential issues. We need to see our freedom in Christ and be inviting people into that. When we fight over petty things, we look stupid. And that does not invite others into the message. Don't get me wrong. There are 100% things in our faith 
that we need to be fighting for. We need to be setting the gospel up as the ultimate truth. And if things are not aligning with that, then they are not from God. And so often in today's world, people are trying to add things to the gospel that are not there. I heard a great sermon about what the gospel is and what we all try to add to it. We all have things that we try to add to the gospel. But the freedom that the gospel is giving us is not in need of addition. And so we have to stop trying to add things to it. Galatians 5.1 says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then, and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. I encourage you guys to lean more and more into the freedom that Christ has given and less into the freedom of your country. It is such a gift to live in a country that is free. But when you are setting your whole heart and soul on that, you are majorly missing the point. Be thankful and grateful for the country that you live in if it is free and be praying constantly for your legislators and your lawmakers. That's the same thing. And your... (laughs) your president and your leaders be praying for them and the decisions that they are making. It is so critically important for us to be doing that no matter where we live. And I also want to ask you to pray for the Christians who are not living in a place that is free. Imagine having only your freedom in Christ. When you see that, when you see people living in that, it is, it is unlike anything I've ever seen in America because we are all so consumed by by just the, uh, truly we are so consumed by the free world we are so consumed by what we are able to have because of the status of our country we are so free and we are so blessed uh, some would say that we we cannot even see past ourselves to to hold on to that freedom in Christ. I I wish there was even a better way to say it. I just, it is, it is unreal to see someone living truly free in Christ, truly free in Christ. And it doesn't matter what their government says. It doesn't matter what anyone says. They are free in Christ. And that is all that matters. And I pray that we all can lean more and more into that. I believe it is possible. And I believe that that it is coming a time when we can all live into that, uh, you know, in heaven, that is going to be our lives. And I just pray that we, we all can look a little closer to that every day. Cause that is what we are called to. We are called to be free in Christ, but we, we yoke ourselves up to all of these other things. Sometimes that is the ease of the freedom of the place that we live or the job that we have or the security that we're searching for and that we find in in this world but we are called to be free of all of those yokes and not not bound to anything not bound to our political party not bound to our relationships not bound to anything we are called to be free in Christ and live fully for him so i challenge you guys to live that way today for this week look for ways that you can do that i'm going to be posting about it on instagram of ways that we can live free in Christ what that looks like and what it looks like to be grateful for the place that we live, be grateful for the freedom that we have, but also be praying deeply for those who do not have it. I'm going to be doing some uh, prayer prompts on Instagram. Make sure you guys are over there seeing those. Um, 
praise of thanksgiving for what it is to be an American and what it is to live here, but also for, for those who are not able to live in a place that is free. And in some ways for the imperfections in Americans' freedoms and what what we can pray and what we can ask for that will help uh, shape our own understanding of what we need and what we uh, are longing for. Thank you so much for joining me today for this very first episode of Dear World, Lovely Anne. I am so thankful for you and that you are here. If you could pretty please with cherries on top subscribe and head over to my pages on Instagram and Facebook. It is just Leanne Woolley, L-E-I-G-H, capital A-N-N-W-O-L-L-E, capital on Facebook, not on Instagram. I would appreciate it so very much. Please let me know what you guys would like to hear about. I am interested in a million different things. In the next weeks, we're going to have conversations on lies that we love to believe in the church. That will be on Wednesday. Uh, The first few episodes of Hey Church Girl will be about things that we often think are from God or from the church. We hear these things and they are nowhere to be found in the Bible and not biblically accurate. So why do I'm going to kind of talk about why we think them and why they are not true. Uh, I'm going to do some episodes on baseball on Fridays. Um, Let's see what else. Travel, just all sorts of things. Fridays, like I said before, are a grab bag, which is so much fun. I get to talk about whatever. So let me know if there's anything specific you would like to hear about. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Love, Leanne.